You're listening to episode 97 of the Mad Chatters podcast, August 3rd, 2016. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Derek, and joining me today are my fellow hosts, Matthew. Hey there. And Jeremy. Shantae, you stay. Okay, guys, I've got two questions for you from listeners that I just want to get your take on real quick before we get started on this episode. The first one is from Stephanie and Austin, and they say, Hey guys, we were just re-listening to episode 9. That's a devoted fan right there. That's a long time ago. I would like to know if they're listening through the shows, or they just like that one. That's a really great episode. (laughs) Of the first season, that was my favorite episode. (laughs) (laughs) We were re-listening, and you talked about the people who did all 46 Walt Disney World rides in one day. We totally think you guys should attempt that the next time you go together. Hashtag MC46. Anyways, we're huge fans and we love the show, Stephanie and Austin. So what do you think? There's already a hashtag, so I think we have to now. Yes. <laughs> Stephanie in Austin or Stephanie and Austin? And Austin. Very good question, though. Okay. I love uh, the idea. I'm game. Let's do it. That sounds like a headache, but um, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Did those guys do it? Well, they did. They technically did, but some of the, like, two of the rides were under refurb, if I remember correctly. So they just rewrote two rides to make up for it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That sounds really hard. I don't know. Yeah, you do have to be strategic because I remember them saying they um, started in the Magic Kingdom because they had to hit the Main Street vehicles because that's technically an attraction according to the Walt Disney World website. But. They didn't want to stay in Magic Kingdom because that was where they're going to end. So they went there because those were only available at like 9 to 11 in the morning. So you got to be very like strategic with your planning and stay on time. You'd almost have to stay on property so you could take advantage of extra magic hours. Yes, I believe they did. They, they said they took advantage of the morning and evening extra, extra magic hours. But uh, yeah, it's possible. We could do it. All right. Next time we're there together, I'm going to make a list. Uh, the second one is from Holly. She says, love the show. We are going to Disney in October with two kids, aged four and five. Spirit of Aloha or Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? I would love to hear what the Mad Chatters would do. Absolutely, without a doubt, Mickey's Not-So-Scary. Spirit of Aloha, it's nice. You know, it's uh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's charming. It's charming. But if you had to pick between the two, you can't go wrong with Mickey's Not-So-Scary. Just a plethora of entertainment there. Your kids are going to love it way more. Yes, go with that. Yeah, I mean, Spirit of Aloha is a glorified dinner show. I mean, that is what it is. So it's dinner and a show. But Mickey's Halloween Party, I mean, fireworks, parade, candy, rides. Like six hours. How long is it? Five, four, five hours? That's seven to midnight, so yeah, five hours. Yeah. Five hours. So plus the new um, uh, Hocus Pocus show. It's true. Yeah. Oh. So you really can't compare them, except for the fact that they're both kind of expensive. The only way, 
Well, it is kind of it's kind of weird to think about and scary to think about that. Probably Spirit of Aloha is not that much cheaper than a, a ticket into Not So Scary. Yeah, so. maybe like 25 bucks difference. Yeah, it's worth $25. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, there you go. Thanks, guys, for those emails. Before we get started with our uh, fun topics, let's talk about some news that's been going on at the parks. There have been a few big things lately that we haven't really touched on, but there are three I want to talk about now. The first one occurred at San Diego Comic-Con. They announced officially what we've talked about before is happening. Guardians of the Galaxy in Disney California Adventure. It's going to be called Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which means Tower of Terror is no more. Okay, if this attraction is not sponsored by Clarisol, they are missing an opportunity. Clarisol? Clarisol. What'd I say? Clarisol. Clearly, I don't need it, so I don't know the name, but... um. (laughs) There you go. I don't get the reference. Are we saying that people who ride this would need Clarisol? No, it's called Mission Breakout. Oh, Breakout. I was thinking comic book types riding this attraction. They have acne because they're well, they're comic book people. Oh, that's a low blow. But well, I'm, I thought that's it, what you were saying. I was going to call no, you out. I was referring to the fact that it's called Breakout, which I that was immediately when I heard Breakout, I thought, Oh, like a rash or like zits? <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that was just all around a poor joke is what we've oh. discovered. Fine. They can't all be winners, folks. No, no. all. <laughs> what is it called in Clarisil? Clarisil. Like clear. I don't sill. I don't. <laughs> what, what is what is Clarisol? Is that a thing? A parasol is it's a. like parasol, lysol. Yeah. Marisol. I don't know. There's lots of. There's lots of things that could be. Anyway, out of all the rumors that I've heard floating around the Disney Twitterverse, this is the one I was like, this is never going to happen. This is right? the most ridiculous rumor. And yet here we are. So I don't know. You know, the Tower of Terror out at DCA is notorious for being bad. And, and it's sad because it really is. I don't know if it's just because of the, the location or if it doesn't just have the what why do you think it makes it so bad because it does pale in comparison even though it's pretty much the same thing as the one in hollywood studios you don't move forward i mean that's what's so exciting about the tower of terror in orlando you move horizontally which you don't expect if you've never ridden it before and tower of terror and also you cross that weird hallway like when the elevator doors open you cross what looks like a hospital hallway to actually enter the elevator there are just like a lot of little details that just cleaning those up would make it so much more immersive, and it's just not. That is true. I will say the queue, I think, adds a lot to it here at Hollywood Studios because yeah. you enter those gates, you're kind of walking up an incline, and it almost feels separated from the rest of the park. Whereas at DCA, the queue is pretty much hanging out right there next to the theater, and it's like we're just you don't you don't get disconnected, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I it's still Tower of Terror. I still like it. And, like, my, my trouble with it is not that it's Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's not even really that Tower of Terror is closing. Like, I realize, especially in California, where there's no space, you have to close things from time to time. It's the fact that they are taking the exact same ride system and cramming another idea just over this space. Like, it's not a new ride they're just taking a new theme and shoving it 
into this old ride system. And I think that is so lazy. It is a bit lazy. I'll give you that. At least they're doing the outside of the building because that would be kind of weird. I'm going to be very curious to see what this looks like because I just don't see it working well. I, just I didn't don't. understand the storyline. So, somebody collects things and... Here you go. I'll read it. I've got it from the blog here. Uh, deep inside his fortress-like collection, the mysterious Tanelier Tavon, a.k.a. The Collector, is displaying his newest acquisition. Is that the guy from Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife? Oh, is that his name in that? Or is that his real name? It's Antoine is the name of the guy, but... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. That'll be edited out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The mysterious Antoine is displaying his newest acquisitions, the Guardians of the Galaxy. They are trapped in customized display cases suspended over a vast abyss. Is this a thing from the movie? No. Well, the collector is in the right. movie. That's, that's, that's true. part of it. But them getting suspended over an abyss, that's not. Well, and the display cases, I guess, are. I mean, they're never trapped in it in the movie, but I guess it's it's likely that at some point they could be. <laughs> yes. Anyway, unbeknownst to their unscrupulous captor, the intrepid rocket has escaped and is enlisting the collector's VIP guests for help. That's us. So we board a gantry lift, which launches us into a chaotic and hilarious adventure as we join uh-huh. Rocket in an attempt to break his fellow guardians out of captivity. Um, still the same random, unique ride profiles, but you're going to rock to the beat of music inspired by the film's popular soundtrack. So that means you're going to be uh, 80s pop exactly. up and down. Exactly. Well, listen, I'll give anything a try once. Sure. So. We'll, we'll check it out, but I, I'm just keeping the expectation low. Okay. Well, I want to hear your expectations about this next one. This is over at Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom. The Muppets present great moments in American history. Again, I'll read from the Parks blog. It says, A variety of Muppets like Sam the Eagle will, jo- will gather outside the Hall of Presidents to present historical tales in hysterical fashion. So both of these rides or attractions are hysterical. Yeah. From the midnight ride of Paul Revere to the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the Muppets appear throughout the day to share with guests their own unique take on the Founding Fathers and the birth of the United States. Featuring an original song and plenty of wacky Muppets humor, the Muppets present Great Moments in American History will make its debut in October 2016. Okay, some questions I have about this. Um, one, is this going to be screen-based? Are these going to be like actual Muppet puppets that appear? Or are these going to be the walk-around like Kermit and Miss Piggy characters who were in like Hollywood Studios back in the day? I think they're going to have a little uh, like the uh, the little Muppet Lab that walked around a little while ago. You remember over near Imagination Pavilion? It was only there for like three months. Yes, it was uh, Honeydew, Dr. Honeydew and... Uh, yeah, and Beaker. I think it'll be little kind of miniature animatronics like that. I would guess so as well, because at that, w- that one year they had that special villains party that was a disaster, but you could meet Constantine, and I think he was... Well, no, he might have actually been he was puppeteered. A yeah. yeah, he was a puppet. Okay. Yeah. But I, I like this idea. And if it's a combo of all of them, like maybe you have Sweetums. You know, I don't want to see six foot tall Kermit out there. I'm just saying. But um, 
you know, if you had like Sam the Eagle appear in one of the windows in Liberty Square and then have Sweetums walk around, maybe some screen-based stuff as well in some of the windows, I think that'd be fine. Um, I, I like the idea. I think there's there's potential here. I love that the Muppets are coming to Magic Kingdom. I mean, this to me feels completely random, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not writing it off yet. I'll, I'll watch it. Well, somebody on Twitter said, and I think they're right, that this sounds like something that's going to fill some space while Hall of Presidents is down for the refurb after uh, the election. That makes sense. I think they should sing with the Voices of Liberty. Oh, wait. <laughs> Never mind. That's Epcot. Never mind. <laughs> but that would be great, though. Yeah. So there you go, October 2016. And now the last piece of news, they actually mentioned like months ago, but I'm mentioning it now because it just actually started this week. Early morning magic, which we've talked about, you know, a few rides at Magic Kingdom are going to be open. You can get in early, have a breakfast, all that. Well, now they're offering it at Hollywood Studios. Here's what it entails. You get in at 7.45. Keep in mind the park opens to the rest of the guests at 9. You can ride Star Tours and Toy Story Mania. You can meet Mickey, Minnie, Olaf, Woody, and Buzz. And you can eat breakfast at, wait for it, ABC Commissary. (laughs) How much is this? $69. (laughs) Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror aren't even open. What in the world? What the heck? This has got to stop. A listener, Kevin, said, Hollywood Studios, early morning magic, two rides, a few characters, breakfast, one hour and 15 minutes, $70. I assume you'll all be there first day. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. That sounds. Mean. I mean, they act like like Olaf and and Mickey and Minnie and Buzz and Woody are going to be like just out and about, but they're just it's just their regular old meet and greets. You, yeah. you just have access to them. Yeah, and that Olaf meet and greet when I went in June or whatever it was, like it was never more than ten minutes. They're, I'm telling you, whoever is running these things is missing an opportunity. You want to sell $70 tickets for an hour and 15, you put out some Disney afternoon characters, and the the fanboys will come out for that. If you told me 7.30 to 9 o'clock or whatever it is, and you're going to get the opportunity to meet the Gummy Bears, to meet the, the DuckTales characters, to meet Darkwing Duck, to meet some of these old school rare characters, and then maybe if you want to ride Star Tours and grab a bagel at ABC Commissary, that's included – you'd sell some tickets. But if you're just putting Mickey, Minnie, and Olaf out there, I'm sorry, that's that's going to flop. I don't... VeggieTales. <laughs> well, then the thing is, once the third track, now that the third track is open, Toy Story Mania is not even that much of a, um, like a hard ticket, I guess, to get, you know? Well, it sounds to me like they're like, you've always said Hollywood Studios was a half-day park. Now we're really going to make it a half-day park because you're going to be able to bust out half of the things you're able to do in the first hour before guests even get there. Yeah, well, this started Monday. I'm really curious to hear numbers. I mean, Disney won't release that, but if any bloggers went to this, I'm really curious to hear how many attended. They'll be giving away tickets to this at the DVC uh, booth, so just stop by and get yours. <laughs> silly stuff. This is disheartening news. Yep. Before we move on, I just want to bring up something that happened to me over the weekend, because I know our fans uh, care to know about my life and everything involved in it. And I and what was that segment we do? Disney Disney Fix? Is that where we talk about stuff that's random? So... 
many of you know, I am a huge, huge Dolly Parton fan. And she came to my hometown here over the weekend, and I got to see Dolly in concert. And let me just tell you, it was everything I'd hoped it would be and more. It was amazing. I um, I had this moment. If I can just be, if I can just get real for just a second, when she came out for her first encore of "I Will Always Love You," I had this moment where everything that she means to me just all of a sudden hit me like a truck. And I got very emotional about it. It was just wonderful. Did but, you like close your eyes and lift your hands? Oh, we had church. We did. And uh, <laughs> she even had a church pew at one point, Matt. I thought of you. But uh, anyways, at one point in the concert, she brings out a white piano that is like encrusted with rhinestones. It was amazing. And she's like – she this is she says something to the effect of, doesn't this look like something from Frozen? And in that moment, like my my heart stopped because my two worlds were coming together at this moment. And she started singing, let it go, let it go. And I about died. It was wonderful. It was it was it was uh, I, I may have made a noise I'm not proud of in that moment because it was just <laughs> guttural. It was just guttural. But then she sang. Um, she sat down and sang The Grass is Blue, which is one of my favorite songs from Dolly. You should look it up. It's a very sad, beautiful song. But uh, wonderful. If Dolly Parton comes to your town, she comes anywhere close, she puts on a tremendous show. It's almost three hours with just like a 10-minute little intermission. Absolutely worth every dime that you spend to go. So check out Dolly. How and old that was is she, my... like 80-something? She is 70 years old. Oh. Oh, wow. This past... Spring chicken. January, yes. Well, there you go. That was your, quote, Disney fix. Frozen. Ah, that's right. That's right. Try to keep up. Well, I'm excited for you. I know that meant a lot to you. It did. It did. And you don't want us to bring up your Disney fix over the weekend? So moving on with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think the people people need to know, Derek. I do. I think they'd be interested in that. No. Okay. So our, our church does like a Broadway review every summer. And this year, one of the musicals we did was Aladdin. And I played the infamous street rat himself and it was fun wait aladdin aladdin yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) and i bared my chest for hundreds of people each night and uh there you go which is not which is not different than any other night (laughs) right i mean i wear low v-necks all the time (laughs) no i think you should post a picture because what what songs did you sing you sang um one jump ahead and also a friend like me Friend and like friend me, like me and a whole new world and a, a song from the Broadway show A Million Miles Away. I love that song. It's a it's good so song. It's so good. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's good. Well, there's no video of this anywhere? No, sadly there is not. And I say sadly completely sarcastically. I'm sure I could dig around mm. and find a video. If I do find the video, I'll post it on the Mad Chatters uh, account. And I will instantly delete it from the <laughs> Mad Chatters account. But I think definitely you should at least post a picture for the for the fans because I'm sure they would love to see your jet black hair and costume that you wore. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> so, Matt, what what did you see this weekend? Um, I bought a candle that kind of smells like Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh, that's yeah. that's the there highlight there. right there. There you go. I think that's probably better than the dolly and the musical put together. Lies. I don't know. I'd have to smell it first. 
let's kick this off officially with the resort roundup. So Matt, where are we headed in this week's resort roundup? We're going to the all-star resorts, all-star music, all-star movies, and all-star sports, which were Walt Disney World's first value resorts. So the very first dip into the waters of the lower middle class. (laughs) Poverty, yes. Where we go. Where I I Exactly. And uh, just to give people a, a you know a heads up on why these are value resorts, which we can hit on later. I'm not going to say the theming is not immersive. Uh, whereas opposed to a value or a moderate or deluxe, where you are you know put into an environment, you know Port Orleans, you're put into the Mississippi Delta area or the Grand Floridian, turn of the century Florida Victorian style stuff. This is just kind of like in your face. Uh, you know, all-star movies has different sections, music, sports, and it's just like, here's this, like a, this is the theme, big giant representations of, of things from that era or that movie or that genre of music. So they're a little less tasteful, a little more, um, mm, on the nose in every respect. Mm -hmm. Rooms are a little smaller, uh, one bus stop, no table service restaurant. Well, one bus stop. Per resort. Uh, per resort, yes. And that's just a few of the things that make it a little less uh, on the amenity side and bring that price down. But here's here's my basic plan about these. You, you mentioned it's on the nose. It just gets borderline lazy because I remember at All Star Music, there's like a wall in the lobby that has just random pictures of like singers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like singers with disney tie-ins in the picture you know like i remember at the disneyland hotel there's a picture there of dolly parton who i mentioned earlier in the show and uh oh my gosh i'm just gonna call this episode dolly parton and disney i mentioned that so you wouldn't edit out the first part (laughs) (laughs) smooth uh but it's her and mickey mouse from a visit you know it's not those kind of pictures no it's just like a random somebody went to google hit images typed in shania twain print mm. uh yep. you know blink 182 print uh mm-hmm. you know, it's just like wait 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 no we can do better than this i know it's music but we don't just have to print 50 random top 40 artists and put them on the wall well i mean sports is the least disney of all like Okay, yeah, they put a few Disney characters on the tennis courts. But other than that, it's just giant tennis rackets and giant football helmets. And, and the buildings are so nondescript. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. they're just like motel buildings with giant hockey pucks and soccer balls and basketballs and stuff attached to them. And, and not listen- really with any amount of depth either, as I recall. They're all kind of just flat. Mm-hmm. Very flat. And I understand, listen, there needs to be a value option at Walt Disney World. Because I understand there are poor folks like us that can't afford Deluxe. And, you know, we have been fortunate to stay in some moderates from time to time. But, you know, we, we're not ashamed of staying at values or off property at time either. But what is the average cost of a value resort? Like 100 to $125 a night? And that's pretty good. That's doing well. Yeah, you don't have to spend too much more to stay at the Holiday Inn, 
the Hilton, whatever. It's not that much more to stay there, and no. those places are very much above the standard of a value yeah. resort. Well, before on this show, we've talked about Pop Century, and we really mostly said good things about that one, and that's on the same level as these all-stars, and they just really need to step up their game, <laughs> is, I think, what it comes down to. Even the food courts, you talked about the the theming being um, very simple and nondescript. I mean, I think the food court's the same way. The food they sell could not be more basic. At least the Pop Century has a few items that are exclusive to that resort. Like there's that King Elvis cupcake thing. The Pop Century stands out in the value resort category for, I don't know, it's just got its own identity. Well, but Art of Animation too. I think since it's opened, it has its own identity as well. These are just so sterile. Sterile is, is the word. I do enjoy music to an extent. I think the only two places I've ever stayed in music, and, and by the way, the way these are, are themed is, you know, obviously within the given subject, sports, movies, and music, then each section of buildings is themed to a part of that universe. So in the music you have, I've stayed in the Calypso area before. It's kind of nice. You know, there's a pool, there's palm trees, giant marimbas and things. We've stayed, and I think our second trip, we stayed at the in the jazz section. No. And that was kind of nice. Yeah, no, we did, the jazz section. No, we stayed, I stayed at one time in the Broadway section. That's right. You, David, and me. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you have Broadway, rock and roll. I don't really remember. The big thing about these, I remember when they opened, like 96, 97, 98 maybe, before that. Um... The big thing about these was the pools. I mean, that's just all they showed you on the vacation videos was like the piano-shaped pool and the guitar-shaped pool. And I was like, oh, let's go there. They got a funny-shaped pool. <laughs> With and the they... three caballeros spraying water. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, honey. Which hotel should we stay at? Well, which we one has a funny-shaped pool? pool? <laughs> yeah. Well, then the movies, you know, movies has like Fantasia, Mighty Ducks, which is random. I mean, mm-hmm. because... All-Star Sports is next door, and they have hockey, don't they? Yeah, uh, I don't know if they do or not, but Mighty Ducks would fit there. Yeah, it's like at the big uh, hockey goals as the staircases. Uh, it's Toy Story, uh, Lady and the Tramp, Love Bug, some other things like that. Love Bug, Kirby. Yeah. And then sports is just, you know, assorted balls. <laughs> yeah. <Holy pens>. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And, I mean, we gave a review of it a few months ago, but, like, even even the state of it was just kind of run down. This this is so lame, but this bothers me that there's only one sink, so, like, it really is a smaller room. The value resorts have the only only the one sink, and, like, my air conditioner was jacked up, and just the whole, the whole stay was very disappointing. Did you leave a review? I sent them an email, yeah. There you go. They no. listen. They really. They called me. Yeah. They typically respond somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say if you're going value, I haven't stayed at Art of Animation. It it looks okay. There's some things that don't appeal to me about it, but uh, it looks all right. Uh, Pop Century. I've stayed in. I think we've done a resort roundup about it, and it was it was it it was nice. Uh, but you know, for the money, like you said, you can even stay on property at one of the Disney Springs area hotels. Mm-hmm. Typically for about that same price, and they have shuttles. You know, it's not the Disney World Resort bus line, but they have shuttles. 
but like we've we've reviewed, you know, whether to drive or bus before anyway, and there's not too many cons to taking your own car. So I wouldn't rule out staying at if you want to stay on property, staying at somewhere down there versus an all star. And I know we mentioned it on the show before, but we haven't yet talked about one thing that's bothersome about these resorts that Disney can't help, and that is the large groups that come and stay here, like cheer groups that completely take over certain sections and are just loud and ugh. I have a friend who is a cheerleader and I was talking to him and I was like, did you ever go to Walt Disney World for the cheerleading weekends? And he was like, yes. And I was like, I hate you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You were the one. I was like, I wasn't even there. I don't know anything about your habits or what you did, but I hate you. I promise. But overall, really great resort. So go stay there. (laughs) It's totally (laughs) worth it. I, I would rank them and I would rank them in this order. I would put music first, movies second, and sports a very, very, very low third. Same. Like if you've got to, and you know, we got sports fans in your house. Your little kids are, uh, and I would add that that these are more along the. I mean, they're certainly. I don't know if they're aimed this way, but they're certainly they seem like they're aimed more at children, like the giant buzz and. Uh, and they do the movies under the stars as well. Like, that's clearly for families and yeah. children at night to go watch a screening of your favorite Disney movie by the pool. Um, I mean, we listen, I don't love them, but I have stayed at Music twice, and I enjoyed my stay both times. Yeah. So you're going to enjoy it. You still get that a little taste of... I mean, it's not like Disney magic is completely absent. You're still there. The atmosphere is still... That I don't know how to describe it. You're just looking at a place that's more like in your face, on the nose theming, not as immersive. Like you're not getting into an atmosphere. It's more like here's Buzz and Woody and Lady of the Tramp, and that there they are, 20 feet, 30 feet tall or whatever. And you know, it's not as landscaped. It's not as like spread out and pretty and uh, land. It's just very you know. Here's the building. There's the thing. It's the buildings. There's the buildings. Uh, just you know, look it up. If it's your pocketbook and you want to stay on property, then go for it. But I also will say we are not the type to stay and hang out at the resort, at least not any trips that I've been on with both of you, where we're about – we get up in the morning, we go get breakfast, and then we go to the parks, and we're not back at the resort till 12, 1, 2 a.m. If we do hang out at a resort, we're usually at like a deluxe. Like we go to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh, that we're not staying at. Yeah, that we're not staying at. So, like, if you're into, like, staying at your resort and getting all that you can out of it, then probably All-Star's not for you. You think you could do these things, but you just can't, Nemo! I can't take it anymore! All right, that's it! Dishonor! Dishonor on your whole family! Blast this pen! Blast this wretched, wretched... No thanks to you, I am the laughing stock of the entire kingdom. I know it's a rock. Don't you think I know a rock when I see a rock? I've spent a lot of time around rocks. You are a toy. Eleven second rants. When did tripods get so tall? 
When I'm trying to watch the Star Wars fireworks, I shouldn't have a better view behind the guy who has his kid on his shoulders than I do behind a tripod. Epcot, can we stop trying to make innovations happen? I know we need to stop passing off like cheap science experiments as if they are actual attractions. The last time I went in there, I see people lined up to do a little paint color thing sponsored by Glidden. At this point, it's just those little stalls in the middle of the mall. Why is it 2016 and Stitch's Great Escape is still a thing? This is not the America Obama promised me. The America? <laughs> why is Beauty and the Beast live on stage still a thing? And why has it gone completely unchanged since 1991? You know those little restaurants and boutiques in small towns that close at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon everybody makes fun of because it's probably old people running them and they got to go to bed and they don't make any money? That's what Starring Rolls is. Seriously, every time I go there and I'm like, ooh, you know, I don't want like a meal. I just like a little snack. I don't want to go to Starbucks. I want something Disney. Let's go over Starring Rolls. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 10 o'clock in the morning and we're closed. <laughs> When will Imagineering finally wise up and put some dang seatbelts on the Carousel of Progress? America's attention span is only so long, they cannot handle sitting there during that show. You gotta strap them in so they can see Walt's dream. Disney World. Look, it's June and July. It's hot. That It needs to be cooler in the attractions. I have I noticed a noticeable difference. That's redundant, I know. There has been a noticeable difference in the temperature in the queue to certain attractions like uh, Carousel of Progress, actually on, on, on the attraction itself, and Tower of Terror in the queue. Let's just get on that. It's Disney World for crying out loud. It should be cold. I love the friendship boats, but it is too hot inside those boats for there to be stops at both Boardwalk and Beach Club. They are right beside each other. Just because deluxe resort guests are swanky doesn't mean they can't walk 100 feet to the next boat stop. So Disneyland's railroad's got the Primeval World and the Grand Canyon Diorama, Western River Expedition Railroad, whatever it is, and Tokyo's got the same thing. Now, why in the world does Walt Disney World's railroad look like you're riding uh, through somebody's backyard? Enough cupcakes! Once in a while on our show, we like to drop in and give some helpful tips to our listeners, or at least tips that we find helpful. And we've talked about bringing young kids and ways to beat the heat and all sorts of things. But one thing we haven't talked about is something that actually all three of us have done at one point or another, and that is touring the Walt Disney World parks solo. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about what it's like to travel around the parks on your own. So let's start by talking about some pros and then later we'll talk about some cons and then hopefully by the end we'll have given some good tips for people who might be considering it 
or for people who are definitely going to be doing it and they need to know how to do it the right way. So let's talk pros first. What are your favorite parts about touring the Walt Disney Parks on your own? I just want to start up with a tip that's not really a pro, but just a tip. Because I feel like this is the biggest obstacle to touring the parks solo. And that is don't be bashful and don't be afraid to do things you want to do. I feel like a lot of people are like, if I went to the, if I go by myself, I don't want to get in line for anything because I don't want to be a loser when they ask me how many's in your party, you know, one. That is, you got to get over that. No one cares. No one cares. You're not the first. You won't be the last. I promise. So just go ahead and accept it. If you want to ride something, if you want to see an attraction, just do it. And when they ask you one, that's fine. You're not shocking them. They're, they're, the cast member is not going to go, oh, all by yourself today, huh? <laughs> you know, no, you're a loser. You are. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you want to dine somewhere, don't be afraid to dine there solo. You're again. You're not the first. You're not the last. It's totally fine. It happens, and and there's no shame in it. So get well, over the anxiety that you're by yourself. I am an only child, and I, I just I don't know if that factors into my. Uh, well, it obviously does. My my chemistry, the way I think and feel about things. And so stuff like that has just never, ever, ever, ever bothered me. So you two that have siblings and, and have had to deal with people most of your entire life, <laughs> um, you might have some different thoughts on this. But when I was little, even going with my family and stuff, I just always thought it would be amazing to be by myself at Walt Disney World. Almost like you have the place to yourself, even though everybody else is there. All the crowds are there. So when I was able to, you know, when, when, when I started going with you guys and you, you all would want to maybe just go back to the room or do something else, those few times that we actually separated, I would go to, to the Magic Kingdom or whatever. And those were, I mean, not that I enjoy being with you guys and the groups and my family and all that stuff, but those are some of the, the best times because you're just absolutely unhindered. Nobody, you're not, your schedule is not dependent on anyone else and what they want to do. Nobody's complaining because they don't want to do what you want to do. Uh, you're not complaining because you don't want to do what they want to do. You're right. not compromising. You're just doing what you want to do. If you want to sit on a bench and stare at the castle eating your corn dog nuggets, been there, done that, you can do that. And yeah. nobody cares. Nobody's saying, let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's hurry up. No, I'm going to sit here, eat my corn dog nuggets and my mustards and watch and look at the castle. That's the verse to uh, I just can't wait to be king that you don't hear. No mm. one's saying do this. Yeah. No one's saying do that. Gonna uh -huh. eat my corn nuggets in front and of the my mustard. Mustard. <laughs> 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 no, it's so true because you there you you have it both ways. Either you're you're like, well, I don't really want to do that because I know no one else in my group is gonna want to do that. Who cares? Go do it. There's no one to stop you. And then vice versa. Uh, everybody wants to do that. I don't want to do that. Well, then don't do it. You don't have to. It is kind of nice. I mean, even with you two guys and my family, you know, Jessica and Anna, if we go, you know, if I tell you, hey, I want to ride pirates three times in a row, mm -hmm. even you guys are probably like, mm, no. And my wife certainly will be like, mm, no. So uh, it's, uh, pirates three times in a row. And I'll sit there and giggle the whole time. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. That is the pro, the first pro of going by yourself is that you do have the freedom to slow down and enjoy what you want to do. I have scoped out and have 
just sat and enjoyed so many of the details that I never would have gotten to enjoy had I been with groups, particularly groups that are not as big Disney nerds as what I am. So I have literally been to the park by myself and spent two hours on Main Street alone, just Mm -hmm. kind of walking and observing and pausing and just, you know, taking it all in. And you can't do that with people who are just, you know, your average guest kind of a fan. You two are... um you two are introverts, right? Very much so, yeah. I'm not. I'm an extrovert, but I do have some introverted uh, tendencies from time to time. And and again, not a slight to anyone I've ever traveled to Disney World with because I love going with other people, especially newcomers, and showing them stuff and being there with other people. But conversation is is exhausting. T- talking talking to people it just wears you out, and that and you know at some point you're just like. You just look at conversation like, I just don't even understand the point at, at this moment. Can we just not talk? <laughs> so you don't have to talk. You can you can take in the background music. Probably you've never heard some of this stuff before. It's a good uh, thing you don't have a, a podcast or anything that forces you to talk and be <laughs> recorded or anything. I'm not having to converse except with you two. And it's <laughs> more or less just me talking and then putting on a mute for about five minutes and then coming back in and see <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of appreciating details, I will say I took the first day I spent by myself back in April, I took more photos that one day than I took like the entirety of our first trip at Walt Disney World. Just because like you, I would see so many cool angles of things and sights that like I don't want to make my friends stop while I take a picture of this thing. But now look, you just said you were kind of introverted, but I remember you being a little uneasy about doing the parks by yourself because like I wasn't easy about I wasn't uneasy about being by myself because as an introvert like I really like that's when I rejuvenate and like thrive thrive kind of is when I'm by myself like I just need those moments to just get back in my head and think about things and like I said rejuvenate so I wasn't worried about being by myself it was more kind of like what Jeremy talked about at the beginning like are people going to look at me funny am i going to, am i going to get bored after a certain amount of time not being with you guys and and I, it really wasn't like that like mm-hmm. i just i was able to see everything from a new perspective um i don't think i could have gone 3 or 4 days like that but it really was almost like a, an entire new experience and i really enjoyed it a lot because of the things we've already said I'm not the most practical person. I just like doing what I want to do. And then that can be selfish at times. But, you know, when I'm thinking about, like, the time, I, I just, I'm, one specific time I remember is when you guys did not want to go back to the Magic Kingdom. And I did. And so I went probably the longest route possible. I don't remember where we were. I, w- I wound up over at the Swan and the Dolphin, explored their lobbies for a little while, went over to... I think I went to the boardwalk and got a bus to the Magic Kingdom, took the monorail to the Polynesian Resort and hung out there a while, then went, took a boat to the Magic Kingdom from the Polynesian. And that's just stuff I would do that, you know, if anybody else was with me, they'd probably be like, why are we doing this? Why are we not at the Magic Kingdom already? But that's that's my thing. You know, go you know, find my number two bathroom at the Polynesian and <laughs> spend a little time there before going over to the park. Okay, except for that last part, I'm exactly the same because my <laughs> first day last... Uh, a few months ago was I, I did like four or five rides at Magic Kingdom. I, I walked around the entire park. It was maybe one. So I'm like, okay, well, let's go to Epcot. So I took the monorail to Epcot. And then, oh, maybe I, I'm doing this backwards because I ended up at Magic Kingdom because I remember 
I took a bus to Wilderness Lodge so I could get the magic cookie bar. And then I took a boat from Wilderness Lodge to Magic Kingdom. Anybody else would have been like, we just wasted so much time. Yeah. But it was really wonderful because there was nothing I needed to get to. You know? That's the type of people you don't need in your life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. But yeah, it, being able to do more, being able to fit in more into your day, I think is definitely a pro of traveling solo. Yeah. Another thing I guess we could talk about is the single rider lines. Like if there's a really long line for something, like Rock and Roller Coaster or Test Track, you just go get in that single rider line and... I mean, most of the time, it's shorter. I mean, it's not guaranteed. One of my greatest experiences at Animal Kingdom, which I have mentioned on this show before, but I'm going to mention again, is I was there by myself. It was a rainy day and had started to casually sprinkle. And I got in the single riders line for Expedition Everest. And it was just pretty much walk on, just boom, boom, boom. And for probably at least 45 minutes, just getting off, getting right back on, I rode Expedition Everest at least like eight to 10 times in a row in the rain. And I'm not a play in the rain kind of a person. When it rained, my hair is too fancy for that kind of mess. But just the way that the rain enhanced that experience that day was amazing. Because you're like, you're in the, you're in the, the mountain and you're out of the mountain and, and you're getting it pelted in your face and it's just wham 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 ouch it hurts oh but it's so fun and then you're inside and then you're out again bop 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 oh it was so great and then you got done and you're just like well I'm already wet I might as well do it again yeah the single rider line can be a lifesaver yes. when the parks are crowded it was a good day now that there's Fast Pass Plus, another pro, I think, is being able to get those last-minute Fast Passes. Because I have noticed that when someone was with me, it was much harder to get two Fast Passes for something. But when I was by myself, I was constantly checking that app. And half the time, it would be like, hey, there's a Fast Pass for Big Thunder Mountain right now. Let me just get it and go ride it. And then, like, that took ten minutes, you know? So that's actually it's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Well, what I'm basically wanna... saying is that People suck. <laughs> Quit <laughs> I going say, to the parks with your families. What are you thinking? Stop. I would say another advantage to um, being by yourself is, particularly for parade or fireworks viewing, you're, it's very easy to sneak into a spot unnoticed. Or you know, if you got two or three, four or five people with you, and you're looking for a parade spot, if you wait too long, that's difficult. You know, that's you're, you're looking for a good chunk of curb particularly on Main Street. Um, if you're one person, you can almost wait till the till the parade is coming and it's right there and you just kind of can sneak into a little crevice and nobody nobody notices or usually bats an eye. Um, you know, so, so it does make it easier as far as you don't have to feel like you got to camp out in a certain place. Like I remember going with um, some friends and, you know, they had the stroller, they had the kids, they have that kind of thing. And so if we were looking for a place, we had to kind of plan ahead particularly far in advance, uh, you know, between, you know, and oh, the parade's in an hour. We need to find our spot. We need to get the kids fed. We need to get them comfy and prepared and, and blah, blah, blah. Whereas when I'm by myself, it's like, oh, it's 3.05 and here comes the parade. Oh, there's a family, the, the little open spot right next to them. I'll just squeeze in right there and nobody notices bats and I or cares. So you do have that kind of advantage where you don't have to be so forward thinking. You can be more on the fly. 
Totally. Yes. Yeah, that was the last thing on my list as well, those parade and fireworks spots. Um, so I, I think we've given enough pros, so that way if people are maybe thinking about it but are on the fence, hopefully we've given them enough encouragement to say, do it, it's worth it. But what are some cons they should be aware of before they take the plunge? Well, obviously the biggest con is you are by yourself all day. So um, part of part of being at Walt Disney World is is experiencing the magic. And sometimes experiencing the magic with other people enhances the experience as well. Um, if you get to have an amazing interaction maybe with a character or you just had the best ride ever or something, something really just you know fun happens, it's always better to share those things with other people. I think that's just a life principle in general. Yeah. Life is better with other people. <laughs> but um, you just kind of got to be prepared to, to say, wow, it this depends. is... <laughs> it depends on which people you're right yeah. but um yeah you just kind of got to be prepared like this is about me today and this is about me and just because and even sometimes that extends to like oh i didn't get it on social media either um that's okay too so you just kind of mm-hmm. got to be prepared that it's it's about you in the moment in your experience uh yeah I, one more pro i i would think i i thought of was um uh, eating where and when you want. I mean, with, yeah. Even yeah. with one other person, you know, are you hungry? Eh, well, and I'm starving, or I'm really thirsty, or, you know, I don't want to eat there, and they just want something plain, or you want to go somewhere nice at Epcot and enjoy something ethnic. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about that thing. Oh, yeah, but cons, uh, in the way of cons, uh, I love taking people that have never been to Walt Disney World before, or if they've been there, they haven't been to a certain park or haven't ridden a certain attraction. Those are my favorite times is to be with someone who's experiencing something at Disney World for the first time. Or even showing people that have been a lot things they've never seen before or places they've never been, like showing them how to enjoy you know, a nice dinner on a resort, uh, a monorail loop resort like over at Polynesian or Grand Floridian or so something they've never done before to take a little time out of their busy park day and go over and enjoy a nice meal or walk around a resort something that a lot of people honestly even pass holders around here don't know they can do or have never tried uh, I like that kind of thing but um, a con is certainly uh, not being able to have those experiences with other people whether it's first timers or showing people something or you know as Jeremy said uh, experiencing part of the magic with them listen i feel you because you know me and my fun facts and every now and then i'll be somewhere and i just want to share a fun fact with somebody <laughs> and i just have to find a random family and, and share with uh-huh. them <laughs> do you know why the strip in the middle of the road is brown <laughs> the cracks look at the cracks people yeah, that's what you are doing over there <laughs> no i never do that but also another con that i thought of is and this is such a Jeremy con, but whatever. You know, I love my character meet and greets. And so it is a little awkward mm-hmm. doing a character meet and greet by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you have another person, you can kind of interact with that other person in light of the character being there. When it's just you and Olaf and he ain't speaking, uh, it's a little awkward. So be prepared for that. Don't shy away from it, but be prepared for it. Well, I already mentioned that one of the pros is that you can get a fast pass like for that time if you're lucky, 
Well, on one of my trips, it was very hot, and I looked at fast passes, and there was one available right then for Anna and Elsa. And I had never met them before, and at this point in my life, I'm kind of just like collecting characters at this point, you know, like, oh, I haven't gotten a picture with them. So like, I'll go do it. It was the worst. Not necessarily (laughs) interacting with them, that was fine. But the families who were like, who like watched me walk by them because I had a fast pass and they didn't. And I'm like, yes, it's just me. Yes, I got a fast pass for these two princesses. And then like the families who were behind me like, oh, it's your turn. Is, Is it just you? Yes, it's just me. Your daughter, your daughter has to wait. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I never again will I do that. See, you just got to get over that. But I'm at least with a face character, you can interact with that character, you know, and so you can have a conversation. When it's a non-face character and it's just you upholding yes. the conversation, you're like, "Can we just take the picture? Quit playing with my arm." <laughs> I just hey. talk to the cast member. Well, first of all, going to a. Uh, character meet and greet by myself is nothing nothing i would ever do but you know more power to you if that's your thing uh, yeah it's awkward because it's awkward that's that's just the best way to say that but speaking of awkward i also think the photo pass can be awkward like i remember a few times riding space mountain and the two guys in front of you are like making really funny faces but then i'm like the weirdo in the back <laughs> it's like i'm also in the picture what's up <laughs> Who's the I'm guy here too. <laughs> oh, sorry guys, I ruined your family photo. I was going to say you can always interact with the photo pass people that are taking your picture. That's the best way to avoid contact with the character. Like, hey, how you doing? Here's my phone. Can you take a picture? Hey. See, I've always found acknowledging the awkwardness eases the awkwardness. So, like when, like when it's awkward and those those two, and you're standing there and your picture pops up on Space Mountain, I always look at them like, "Hey, tag me on Facebook." Uh, you oh, know, that's like, good. You know, yeah, that kind of a thing. I do and, not bring attention to awkwardness. I think it makes it more awkward. And no, I like that. I'm like, "Hey, Mickey, how are you?" Oh, no, no, no! Please stop! You're talking too much. You know, kind of something like that. And then it like eases that tension. Oh, so you're my dad. You're <laughs> everyone's dad. <laughs> your daddy. Well, take a little time to find the magic in everyday folks. I'm out. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. As a father, there is a certain inexplicable and inexpressible magic of taking your child to Disney World. And we've taken Anna now many, many times, living so close, and it has been just wonderful to watch her obviously grow up and she's uh, you know, taking in more and when she started learning to say Mickey and Minnie, which she just calls them both Mimi and that's adorable. So uh, when she, you know, she starts notice, she started noticing things and pointing and looking around, and she really is taking stuff in now. Uh, it just gets better and better to take them. I know it's only going to get better. So, from a family aspect, there's something certainly completely pro about taking a family that you miss uh, when you're obviously by yourself. Again, love going by myself, but that is a con, and uh, that you don't get to experience that joy through your children or someone else's eyes. Yeah. See, personally, as someone who's not into children, it's a joy not having them there as well. So, you don't know. Yeah. You don't Pick know. your poison. Pick your poison. I used to hate children, too. I was going to say, we're talking to Matt here. If he's saying this is a con, then I believe it. Yeah, but the difference is I will never have children. So, the fruit you know, of my points. 
Is that what you call her? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you listen to me, you fruit of my loins. <laughs> that was great when she's watching fireworks or she's just, you know, she's noticing something or enjoying something that I would obviously enjoy. It's great to hear Jessica say, that is you. Like, fireworks are going off and she's just like, ah, 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 you know. Aww. She loves it. Stop. All right, well, let's move on by closing out this show and just giving some general tips. Okay, we've listed the pros, we've listed the con, we've listed the cons. So what advice would you give to people who are going to do this? Well, first of all, I need to make it clear that I've never done like an entire vacation by myself. Right. I, Nor I've, have I. When, when my wife has been out of town for maybe a, a, a week or something, I'll maybe sneak off for like the Thursday night, Friday night. And maybe go up and stay somewhere off property and enjoy something like that. And I find that very enjoyable. Um, but more often than not, it's just when I go up for a day or a night or something else by myself. But I would say if you're planning an entire vacation by yourself, I just be sure that you're, you know, okay being... You're not going to get bored and feel like you've wasted your money. Maybe bring some work to do during the hot hours of the day. <laughs> Well, yeah, or just make it a four-day, like, a little getaway. You know, unless you just really, really, really like being by yourself. And that's that's your jam all the time. Then, you know, enjoy that. But I'd say, yeah, plan a shorter little getaway-type trip. And, uh, you know, if you're coming on vacation by yourself, you're probably used to and enjoy being by yourself already. So it's not like I have to tell you how to be by yourself. But, <laughs> just you know, plan Disney World Planning Disney World alone is different than, you know, just being by yourself. You want to, and that's the beauty of it. Part of the pros was you don't have to plan as much. You want to get your fast passes in order, uh, but then you're, you're able to really just go on the fly a lot. So that being said, I think a tip would just simply be know yourself, understand your habits, what's your, the amount of time you're going to want to be by yourself, what you're going to be doing, riding rides, visiting restaurants, doing character meet and greets, watching shows, and just ask yourself if that's going to be enjoyable for you before you, you do anything. Yes, my tip would be enjoy it, embrace it. It's a totally different experience than when you're with other people, and that's okay. Don't apologize for being by yourself. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel like you're inferior to other guests who are there with their families. Disney World is all-encompassing. It accepts all people. So just because you're there by yourself doesn't mean you're a loser. doesn't mean you don't have friends or loved ones or whatever. Just embrace it. And if you really are insecure about that or you really do need people, we live in a time that is so amazing where we have connections to people who are on the other side of the world. And there's lots of Disney people who live in Orlando who – Make friends with them on Twitter. Uh, we've had the opportunity doing this podcast to make friends with people who live in Orlando who we probably never would have been able to reach out to before. And, uh, you know, you could probably do the same. Find some people. And, and you would uh, no longer be by yourself. But And no longer be by – that's what I'm trying to say is if you have the anxiety of being by yourself, you can reach right. out. And, yeah. uh, I thought you were going to say we, have, we can con- contact people on the other side. Which would be weird. Yeah, bring your Ouija board, set it up right there at Main Street, and, <laughs> and go for attention. it. <laughs> the only other, I agree with everything you guys said. The only other tip I had, and this is going to sound really strange, but I found that when you're by yourself, you can be 
really friendly and you can actually make other families experiences more magical and i say that because because this when i'm with you guys like maybe there's a family who wants to get in front of us at the parade but i'm like mm, no like uh, the three of us are here like uh, we're gonna enjoy this together but if it's just me i've seen the parade you know i it, like, if they want to take my spot, I'm more than happy to give it to them. Or We make you a worse person. No, I knew it was going to come off like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I also think, like, little things, like, if a family looks lost, like, I don't mind taking a little bit of time to walk over there and be like, I heard you're looking for the contemporary. It's that giant A-frame over there. Or something like that. You know, just, like, help them out. And you don't care because it's not like you're crunched for time or anything, which we talked about before. I have done the tip thing before. That's one way I can step in and serve people and not feel completely awkward or out of place is if I hear them thinking about something or trying to figure out where to go eat or they got to find something. You know, I don't mind stepping in and saying, sorry, I couldn't help but over here. If you're deciding between this and this, I'd go with this. And it's funny because literally every time I have done that, told people where something is, told them my opinion about something, they have asked me, do you work here? Like if I was like, seriously, Three or four mm-hmm. times I've done that on my own. They asked if I work there, like some kind of undercover tip person that's just there to make their experience better. I should say yes. <laughs> yes, you I should. do. That would be a great job. I want that job. I'm just here just to float I'm, around, see what y'all need. <laughs> I'm the low-key tip guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, and I work for I work for tips. So. <laughs> Other cast members a lot of times ask me if I'm a cast member just because I'm touring solo. Like, that's the only reason that they ask that. I always say yes. Always say yes. Always <laughs> lie to that. When they ask where, I'm like, I'm over at, uh, I do the rides at uh, Hollywood Studios or whatever. I do all of them. I, I yes. do the ride. I do the boat over Listen. at the, uh, the Seven <laughs> I, Lagoon. I have waited <laughs> tables at Chef Mickey's. I have been a Jungle Cruise skipper and everything in between. <laughs> I have been Goofy's friend. Yes. Huh. <laughs> yeah, just seeing what it gets me. You never know. Uh, the, uh, it's not really a tip. It, it just all goes back to pros for me. When you're thinking about planning, when when you when you're planning a trip by yourself, I guess a tip would just be look at everything you want to do about resort hopping, restaurants you want to go to. You know, just make your plans, and you don't have to ask anybody. Is that okay with you? Do you like that kind of food? Do you want to go there? Do you want to do this? You you just go and do what you want to do. You be you. Yeah, that's what the kids say. That's right. Very good, Matt. <laughs> and they say, same. So I think I think we've actually given a lot of good tips. And I think if there's anyone listening to this episode who was on the fence about touring in the future, I think we've pushed them over the ledge. <laughs> Wait, that's a different metaphor. My, uh, my wife is the kind of person that would never even go... If she's at home by herself, you know, she might enjoy... You know, she might like to go like to Walmart or go grocery shopping... Or go like generally shopping, but most anything else, she would never watch a movie by herself. She would never go to a restaurant by herself. She would never go sit in like a fast food restaurant, even that by herself. She'd do drive through, bring it home. So yeah, I guess people just do not. They just feel completely out of place and awkward being by themselves. And uh, I just I tell her all the time, just do it one time. Just go eat by yourself. Go out to eat by yourself. Go watch a movie. Just get away from me, woman. No, go do it. No, I mean, like, if I'm going to be out of town and, and she gets all freaked out because I'm not going to be here, what am I going to do? I'm like, just go do stuff. But, I, I, you know, we're just different people in that regard. So I, I'm perfectly comfortable going out and doing things. So 
Uh, for those of you out there that are scared of it, you don't know what you're missing. Just branch out and do your own thing. Well said. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up there, if that's all right. So thanks so much for listening, all of you out there. If you want to contact us, you can do so on Twitter or Instagram at Mad Chatters, or on Facebook. You can send your emails to comments at madchatters.net. And I think that's it. So we'll see you next week. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye-bye now. During Star Wars fireworks, there's that guy right there. And I swear that tra- the camera was above my head. I was like, what the heck? It's rude. He's trying to get above the above the heads. Yeah, I get that, but it's just rude. Rude. I don't know. Rude. I don't mess with any of that. It's a selfie. I don't mess with them, them selfie sticks. <laughs> I don't know. Tripods or the, the monopods or the unipods or the <laughs> skate pods. <laughs>